Hey there, thanks for visiting the podcast of the Guelph Vineyard Church. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast using whatever platform you listen on, or visit our website at guelphvineyard.com. Here's this week's message brought to you by our pastor, Chris McQueen. When I was uh, I was having a, a time of some prayer this week, and I was just in the natural uh, course of, um, of my reading, I was, I was in Mark 4, and some things really popped for me, um, particularly with the parable of the sower. And you're probably familiar with this parable. The, the farmer goes and is sowing seeds and it lands in all sorts of different places. He's, he's just, uh, not the greatest farmer, uh, apparently. Um, but the uh, road is an awfully strange place to scatter seed. <laughs> but the Lord spoke some things that felt new or fresh um, with regards to what I think Jesus was pointing towards and, and calling us to. And that just kind of got confirmed throughout the week. So, um, yeah, so that's where this comes from. I want to open with just a couple of passages here. Uh, John chapter 10, 27. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Matthew 7, 24, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. I don't think that it is a a secret that I I really want to invite us into this posture of of listening, this morning. Um, and period, listening. Uh, and, and listening not, I listen to audiobooks. Do you guys listen to audiobooks? Who's listened to an audiobook? How many of you have had to hit that 30 second rewind a few times because you realize your mind has wandered? Right? Um, that is the difference between hearing and listening. Right? We. Our ears are picking up things all the time. There's sound that's happening around us. But much like what we talked about last, I think it was last Sunday, talking about vision and sight and what we, as I look at, as I make eye contact with you, I'm not, I'm not able to see anything else. I'm, I'm, I, have a, I have a very limited field of vision. I, I, I can perceive a, a very little amount most of the time. And the same is true of our listening. We, we can hear but not, but not listen. We can hear but not listen. And, um, and so Jesus talks about this a lot. And he, and he talks about it as a, as a distinctive of his people. My people listen. They, they know my voice. They listen to my voice. And, and there's always an and. It's not just they listen there's, there's, a, there's something that happens in the listening that results. The words of God are creational. The words of God say something. Hey, kids, stand up. I have an amazing superpower. That is amazing. 
with word, with, with, with just a couple of words, I got you guys all to stand up. That isn't, I didn't have to use any of your muscles. Right? I didn't, I didn't have to do any, I, you, that was all your energy. I just said some words and you guys all used your muscles and you know, sit down. <laughs> or you don't have to listen to me now. That's, that's fine. You'll get tired eventually. <laughs> so, so this words elicit something. When we're listening, and when we're listening with honor and respect, thanks kids, <laughs> right? It means something. We respond to those things differently. And so, it's uh, part of what this morning is, is again to invite us as a, as a, as a people, in the season that God has us as a community, who are we listening to? Who are we, we responding to? Um, and, and that really is where we get so many of our our cues when we we don't often know our own selves. Do you guys ever do stuff that confuses you? You do an action, and you're like, I don't know why I did that. Right? No, live a little. <laughs> You'll get there. Right? And so when we when we observe these things and we ask, who are we listening to? What are we responding to? What words are motivating? Right? This becomes it starts to distill for us, who our, who our master is. Okay, I want to jump into some scripture here. Okay, so, um, follow along with the visual cue here. So, in Mark 4, uh, in verses 2 to 12, Jesus uh, says that he's, he taught them many things by parables. And in this teaching, he said, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Path, road, it's the same thing. It's like something that, you know. Uh, some of the seed fell on rocky places, where it didn't have much soil, and the plants sprung up quickly because the soil was shallow, but as soon as the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they got withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns which grew up and choked the plants so that they did not bear grain. But still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, it grew, it produced a crop. Some multiplying 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. And Jesus said, whoever has ears, let them hear. When he was alone and the others around him asked him about the parables, he told them the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everyone has said, and par- everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing but never perceiving, ever hearing but never understanding. She's cut off from the screen here, but it follows. Otherwise, they might turn and be forgiven. So Jesus, 
puts a lot of weight in how people listen to him. And I have found this passage to be fairly confusing over the years, right? Like, why willfully, purposefully confuse people? Does that seem, does that seem like a reasonable thing to do? It does seem like a reasonable thing to do. But it's confusing. It's confusing, yeah. It's totally confusing. What's that? Depends on the person. Depends on the person. Sometimes it's fun, right? <laughs> well, I don't think Jesus is just having fun with people. Um, I think that there's something here that... Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. Um, this American president back in the 60s. And he, just, he was talking about going to the moon. He decided this is a big long story. I'm not going to get into it. And just if anyone's counting, I believe that we went to the moon. So talk to me afterwards if you have a problem with that. I'd love to convince you that you're wrong. Um, anyway, he made this really interesting thing. And I don't know if it was just politics speak or what, but he said something that was very powerful. He said, we don't do it because it's easy. We do it because it's hard. And one thing that I think is really important for us to recognize as a community is that a lot of the things that God says to us is hard. It's loving, but it's not easy. My dad made a comment a couple of weeks ago when I was away and I referenced it last week, and I'm going to reference it again because I thought it was that good. I think he was quoting Dallas Willard. And he said something to the effect of, I don't have the quote reference because I'm now off my notes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad habit. Um, but he, he said something to the effect of, uh, grace does not equate to the absence of effort. Right? So that means... If there's grace in our life, if there's forgiveness in our life, if, if, if what God does, he does for us, which is what we, this is what we believe. We believe that Christ has done this for us. He has, he has met us in our need, whatever that might be, without demanding anything from us. Right? We don't have to earn it. But that does not equate to a lack of effort. He doesn't say, now you no longer need to make effort in your life. And I think it's important for us to realize if we're going to step into the things of God that he has for us as a community, as a people, not just as an organization or the health of an organization, or as we're going to hear about in a little bit, or, you know, the health of the budget members and all of those things. Not that they're unimportant. But if we're going to step into those things, if we're going to listen to what God is saying, he is going, it's going to be, he's going to ask us to do something that will be difficult. And I think that that's part of what Jesus is doing in the telling of the parables, is he's making people fight for, he's making us fight for it a little bit. Invest. 
something that comes to me easy. Wait, what's the what's the term? Easy come, easy go. Right? Hard fought for. It counts. If I fight hard for something, right? You guys, anyone spent time saving up for something that you really, really wanted? Okay, and then you got it, right? How much more do you, how much more gratifying is that than just getting it for free? Right? Jesus, it's okay that Jesus is not being mean to us when he makes us work for it. He's not. He's loving us. He's allowing us to press in. So it goes on here. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the text itself, he, there's, it's, it's not immediately obvious what he's talking about. To the people who are listening in the, in the text, they hear him talk about this strange farmer. And then you have to press in and get close to Jesus and say, so what were you talking about? And then he kind of gives it. Then he kind of gives it away, right? Or he, he unpacks. Um, can anyone else think of, um, of a story or like a, a brief little example in your life where you've had to work for it a little bit with regards to the spiritual life? Yeah, every story, yeah. That's not hard, it's not a it's a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have to work at getting rid of your fear. Yeah. Things that are holding you back from um, coming alongside Jesus mm-hmm. and daring to sort of go like, okay, I'm going to slide up to you. Yeah, yeah, just walk. Work the hard work of, of managing fear and real emotion and, and real uncertainty. Yeah. So, perhaps um, whatever actually choose to listen to worship music and sing along or is work and transform your heart here. Yeah. Yeah. If God calls you into a spiritual discipline, let's broaden it. The spiritual discipline that you that it's just it's like oh. This this is this is not the easy path for me right now. This is uphill, not downhill, right? That's yeah. I, the, we're, I think we're getting there. I think we're getting there. Yeah, for sure. I love that you ask questions. Seriously, carry on, carry on. So Jesus carries on a little bit later himself, and he says uh, later on in the same chapter, consider carefully what you hear. He continued, with the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. Oh, crap. Here we are back with mean God. That's not fair. Right? It's not fair, is it? Does it read read fairly to you? So again, and this this was sort of the moment of where there was a little bit of eureka for me as I'm reading this. If we're talking about gift, this is cruel. This is cruel if we're talking about the gift. If we're talking about grace, this is cruelty. 
But if we are talking about the work that God calls us to, it's actually beautiful. Because remember, what's being talked about here, what, what is being talked about here? Does anyone specifically, like in terms of Jesus' metaphor, And so read this through the context of, of seed that you have that's been given to you. You've been given a seed. You've been given something that you've heard from the Lord, the word of the Lord in your life. And, we, and I know that that can be a difficult thing for some as well. We can talk about that, certainly. We don't have time this morning, but I acknowledge that itself is a struggle for some people, knowing what it is to hear the voice of God. And you're okay. You're not broken if it's a trial. And I would love to have that conversation with you over coffee sometime. And I don't have all the answers. So we can commiserate a case. You know, anyway. So consider carefully what you hear, what seed you have. With the measure you use the seed, it will be returned to you. Even more. If you do not use your seed, it will rot and it will not return anything to you. With the difficult, we do it not because it's easy, but because it's hard. We find fruitfulness. We find crops. And the amazing thing about crops is that not only does it produce a yield, which is grain or fruit, but it produces what? More seed. More seed, so that when the, when the next season comes, we have something to plant. And guess what? We have something to plant, and we're not starving in the meantime, because we have the yield, right? And he says, this is all tied into the Word of God. It's all tied into listening and responding. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. This is not a declaration of favor. This is not about the favor of God. This is an agricultural truth. So I want to ask this question. We've got four scenarios. We're going to be done in two minutes. Four scenarios. We've got a road. We've got rocky, a rocky place. We've got a place that's overgrown with thorns and thistles and weeds. And we have a cultivated field. Now, two of these things are similar. Well, there's, these things line up in pairs. Anyone spot the pattern? We've got a road. We've got rocky soil. We've got thorns. And we have a field with good soil. Anyone care to put the two and two together? It's okay. It, it, this was an aha moment, so I'm just trying to. If, if there's a eureka moment, that's awesome. And if I just tell you what happened, that's okay too. Road rocks, weed fields. That's one. That's not one for it. 
Yeah. So can you explain what the connection what the connection between the two would be? The two pockets? Which of these two are, are easy to, to accomplish in your backyard? So if I yeah, if I leave my if I leave my if I leave my my backyard alone, which I've done, um, it, it basically it goes it, it either goes to this or it goes to this, right? This does not happen by accident. And this does not happen by accident. I have a friend who does municipal work and billions of dollars go into the roads. So we have four scenarios. Two of them will happen if we're lazy. If we put no effort, if we put no effort into cultivating our, how we listen, the forms of our lives, we, will end, we end up with thorny, bushy, Thing that chokes chokes out life, or we end up with a bit of a barren place where there might be a shoot, but it doesn't have something to sustain itself. And so that's what happens when we leave a life unattended. Now our culture is trying to is trying to pave our spiritual life. They're trying to pave it over. It's very expeditious. They can they can move a lot of product, right? And so that's what's being cultivated by our world. Our world is paving all over the place. The Lord is inviting us to create a place of harvest, a place that is full of rich soil. And so, it's okay. It's okay that we have work to do. Discipleship distilled, and then we're going to break. And I think it's very pertinent to what we've talked about, because discipleship, it's okay that discipleship is not easy. The scriptures did not promise anything else. Didn't do it. What is God saying to us through the myriad ways that he speaks, through the scriptures, through our own personal journeys, through the community that we're surrounded by? And yes, even in the world that we live, as the world discovers things, as science reveals things, it's okay too. What is God speaking to us? And the second one is very important. What is our response? Response comes only from listening not just from here. So, we're now going to break. I'm just going to, I'm going to pray and then we're going to take a pause and we'll sort of do, I'll do kind of part two as I talk about what 2020 is, is kind of leading us towards, I think, as I do my best to listen. Uh, so I think that's okay. So Lord, we just, I ask that your spirit would continue. Um, what I love, Lord, is that um, you ask us to be to be soil, to cultivate our lives, to take responsibility enough that we've created soil, good soil, for your word. That's what you ask of us. But God, you do the growing. God, you do the planting. That's amazing. You do the miraculous in that space. And so, God, I pray for your grace as your spirit instructs us 
how to how to make our lives to live rich soil. Lead us in the lead us in the rhythm of that, Lord. Lead us in the rhythms and the intentionality, like a farmer making sure his field is full of good soil or her field is full of good soil. Lord, lead us in rhythms that result in so that we get to have the crop. In Jesus' name, amen.